Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I am so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the absolute full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to my sweet friend, Brianna Glenn. Brianna is the boutique travel agent behind Milk and Honey Travels, which basically means she's a travel connoisseur genius who helps people go on amazing trips. She helps them figure out exactly what kind of experience they're wanting to have, and then she actually makes it happen. Bri is also one of my favorite friends, wise and funny, and the kind of person who always knows the best places to eat, or, you know, the best coffee in a town, or the best rooftops to watch a sunset. You know, my favorite kind of person. You guys are going to love her. And I'm so excited for you to meet her today because she's going to be sharing some really practical, actionable tips and tricks to help us make travel more a part of our lives. I told you all this at the end of the last episode, but Carl and I are actually in Europe right now, on a trip planned by Brie. But until Brie got involved, we seriously were having the hardest time making this trip a reality, and I know you guys have been there. If you're anything like me, you love travel and you want to see the world, but it's expensive and it's inconvenient and there is never a good time to go. It can just feel impossible. Well, that's why I'm so excited to have Brie here on the podcast today. She's going to help us break through our roadblocks and our fears, and she's going to help us become women who travel. Yes and amen to that, right? But before we jump in, there's something I wanted to make sure to tell y'all about. So I mentioned that Carl and I are in Europe right now. We're in Spain for a week and then in Portugal for a week. And while we're in Spain, we're in my very favorite city in the whole entire world, Sevilla. Sevilla is where I studied abroad back in college. And if you've read my book, The Lips Gospel, you know the entire story. I went through a really, really ugly breakup and then dragged my broken heart off to Sevilla, and it was there that God really captured my heart and transformed my life. It was there that I became a Christian. Well, technically, I became a Christian in the Sistine Chapel, but that's all in the book. The Lipstick Gospel is my favorite story, and it's so fresh in my mind right now because this week I've been getting to retrace the steps God and I took together, and I'm getting to share them with my sweet husband, Carl. It's been so special. And this is all perfect timing because it connects so well to what Bree and I are talking about in this episode. We talk about how travel is so much more than just seeing a new place, how it's a journey for our minds and our hearts and our souls. As we step out of our comfort zones, we're able to get to know ourselves better and get some great perspective on our lives and get to know God in a whole new way. And that's exactly what the Lipstick Gospel is all about. If you haven't had a chance to read it yet, I would love to share it with you. You can either download a copy of the book for free, who doesn't love free books, right? Or if you're a paperback girl like me, we have those too. You can pick them both up in my shop. It's smaywilsonshop.com or through the link in my Instagram profile. I'm at smaywilson over on Instagram. The other thing is, if you've already read the Lipstick Gospel, which I know lots of you have, I wanted to make sure to tell you that we have two new books to go along with it. Earlier this summer, I came out with a Lipstick Gospel prayer journal and the Lipstick Gospel devotional. They're tools and resources to help you get closer in your relationship with God. They're a companion to help you on your own journey with God, and you can find those in the shop as well. All right, friends, without any further ado, here's my conversation with Bree. Um, okay, guys, I am super, super excited for what we have going on today. Um, you guys, I'm here with my friend Bree, um, who's just a super dear friend of mine. Um, she has so much like wisdom and insight to share with us today, and I'm so excited for you to hear from her. Um, but before we kind of go into any of that, Bree, can you just give us like a quick introduction? Like, who are you? What do you do? And yeah, maybe like a little fun fact about yourself, which I know I'm putting you on the spot. And we were talking like <laughs> right, right before we were recording, we were talking about how when people ask you specific questions, you like forget everything about that. Like, what's your most embarrassing moment? You're like, I've never been embarrassed in my life. Like, I can't think of anything. So anyway, try coming up. With yes, the Good pressure luck. is on. I'm going to have to think of something fun about myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, like Steph said, my name is uh, Bree. 
my whole name is Brianna, but everybody calls me Bri. Um, I live in sunny San Diego. I, gosh, I just try to enjoy life as much as possible. So obviously I love travel, but besides that, I love, um, hanging out with my friends. I think friendship is super, super important. I try to spend as much time as possible cultivating and growing and maintaining those friendships. Um, I love eating out. I love sunsets. I love going to the beach. However, I do not like going in the ocean, which some people find really weird. I am the person that just stares at the beach. Um, so yeah, I do that. And a fun fact about me, I think is, um, related to my, to my last career. I used to be a professional track athlete for 10 years and on that journey, I was able to compete on six continents all around the world, which is a really cool thing. Um, and also a reason that I still need to go to Antarctica to cross the last one off of my list. So maybe one day. Oh my gosh. Well, that's okay. That's crazy. Um, and so, <laughs> Brie, when, so I have a thousand questions um, about what you do and, and we're going to talk a lot about travel today because that's your job, which we're going to get there in a second. Um, but Really quick, I just want to um, kind of introduce how we know each other. I have gotten to do this with everyone I've talked to in this season of the podcast so far, which has been really fun because um, usually pretty much everyone I've gotten to talk to, it's been kind of a crazy way that we got to meet each other. So I'm in Nashville and you're in San Diego. And so I feel like we didn't bump into each other at a coffee shop. Um, the way we met was actually because we took an online business course together. And how did... Did, did Taja find us? Like, so, so how did this come about? We're in a, a mastermind group together, which is like a business small group. How the heck did we all get connected? I, I don't feel like I was really a part of that. <laughs> well, the great thing is, is it was like a huge online business school where we did a lot of cool things and learned a lot of cool stuff. But after it was over, yeah, I think it was um, our other friend, Taja, who just kind of decided that it would be beneficial for all of us to continue growing and connecting in a small group setting. So even though we all have different businesses, we kind of lean on each other to hold each other accountable, help um, invest our time and our energy and our efforts into making each other's businesses stronger. And so it's a really awesome way to grow with people that, you know, you admire and look up to from a business perspective, but then also you become friends and, you know, close in real life, which is the best part about it, I think. I completely agree. I love that. And I'm so glad you guys get to talk to Brie because she is just wonderful. She's one of my favorite people. Um, she's really like one of my greatest confidants and advisors, especially with everything you guys get to see me do. Um, so, I mean, with this podcast, for example, like Brie has been on the ground, like has, has seen this at its ground level and has gotten to cheer me on and encourage me and say, yes, Stephanie, do this. Um, and yes. so really like everything that you guys get to see from me is, is better because Bree's a part of it. So I, I love that you guys get to hear from her. Um, she's also super wise. She loves Jesus like crazy. Um, right now, the background of my phone is a text from Bree, which if you guys have ever made a text a background, it like looks horrible. It's like so messy because there's so much like text on top of text. But it's just this text from Bree just reminding me who God is and who I am because of it. And it's, I mean, it's been my phone background for like a month and a half now. Um, so I'm so glad that you guys get to hear from her. And really, I'm so excited to talk today because we're talking about one of my favorite topics and your favorite topics, which is travel. Um, yeah. and, and I feel like um, if you've kind of been hanging out in, in our community for a little while, um, you, you know that travel is a huge part of my life. My book, The Lipstick Gospel, takes place all over the world, and it's the story of God changing me as I, um, he was just changing me and transforming me and um, working in my life as I, you know, moved to different places around the globe. And, and so travel has been a huge thing in my life. 
Um, and I'm, I'm so excited to get to talk to you, Brie, because I know that a lot of the women in our community want travel to be more part of their lives. I think a lot of us do. I know I do. Um, mm-hmm. But we run into different um, kind of roadblocks when it comes to travel. So I'm really excited for you to help us make it something we actually can do more of. But before we even get there, um, tell me about your job. So you you have a company called Milk and Honey Travels. Tell us like what it is you do and um, yeah, what does that even mean? Yeah, no, awesome. So Milk and Honey Travels, I call it a boutique travel agency. Uh, it's just me though. I'm, there's one employee. <laughs> um, and basically what I do is I bring other people's travel dreams to life. And so I am a travel agent, but the idea is that what I wanted to do was really help people travel more and help people travel better. And so I do that by creating experiences. And I believe that all travel is an experience, right? And it really takes um, an understanding of what people are wanting to experience at that certain time to, to make that come to life. So it starts at the very beginning with inspiration and understanding what someone's after. And then pairing that with my expertise of just the world and my also um, really good abilities to just research and plan and organize. Um, because as anyone knows who's taken a trip, it is so much work. The details and in, in all of that but that comes before you actually get to the to the place and have your awesome vacation is a lot of work. And I think a lot of times people stop there and that's why they don't travel as much as they want to is because the the work gets in the way or the not knowing or the, you know, all of that stuff. So I just created a travel business to help people travel better and help people travel more. And I love what I do. I love that. Well, okay. So you, um, talked about being a professional athlete and you got to travel a ton because of that. Um, when did you start traveling in your life? And and I know it's like really one of your greatest loves. How did you, when did you start really falling in love with travel? How did that kind of come about? Yeah, no, that's a really good question because, you know, and everybody grows up differently, but I grew up in a family that did not travel. Like we went camping. So our vacations were somewhere you could drive and set up, set up a tent. Um, we did, I didn't go on a plane anywhere, you know, I didn't have a passport, none of that stuff. So it's not like I grew up with just this insatiable wanderlust, um, you know, from my childhood and, and family experiences, but once um, I did start traveling the world because of my athletic career, I started understanding and seeing just like this huge, amazing, beautiful world that was out there, different cultures, different people, different landscapes. Like there's so much out there that I started to be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. How can I get more of this in my life all the time, please? And so um, when I retired from being an athlete and kind of stopped traveling as much, I really started to ask myself, okay, what is it that you're passionate about? What is it that you like help people, helping people to do? And how can you make that your career? And, you know, not everybody chooses their, their life's passion or their career path based on that type of inner dialogue, but that's what I did. Um, and I landed on, I love helping people plan their vacations because I really do. Not only am I just like bossy and like to be in charge of things, (laughs) but I know that I was really good at it. So if somebody was saying, Hey, I want to go to Italy for two weeks, I would be like, that's amazing. I can plan it so perfectly and you just have to show up, you know? So I would spend hours and hours and hours researching their trip and what did they like and where could they watch sunset on the rooftop in Florence and where were they get and all of those things and just give them this experience, you know, 
and literally like travel along with them a little bit, you know, kind of like, oh, I know what they're doing right now. Oh, I, I, I wonder what meal they're eating today in, in Spain or whatever the case may be. So when I thought about that, I was like, hey, can I make that what I do every day? And the answer is yes, because that's the great thing about living in, you know, today's day and age is like, if you think you can do something, you probably can, which is cool. I love that. Well, so, okay. I, I totally, um, am on the same page with you about loving travel yourself, but like, and, and I, yes, you are an amazing planner. I have gotten to travel with you, which is awesome. And I've gotten to go on trips planned by you and you are amazing at like figuring out where the sunset's going to be and reservations at this restaurant and how to get from point A to point B. And I can do that stuff, but I'm telling you, it stresses me out. I am totally the person that's like, like this, it is always worth it to travel, but the stress of like picking a restaurant. I don't know why it just drives me nuts. So, so you are so good at that, but like, what is it about travel that makes you want to give it to other people? You know, because I think sometimes we love things, but we don't always love them and want them for someone else. So where does, like, what are you, what do you feel like you're giving someone when you're helping them plan a trip? Yeah, no, that's, that's like, that's the super deep part of it, right? Like that's more than just, Hey, I'm laying on a beach with a Mai Tai, but, um, you know, what I've learned from traveling the world is how much alike we are as human beings and how that is so hard for us to understand and see and appreciate when we, when we don't get to travel, when we kind of like live in a bubble and don't get to experience other cultures, other people, um, and celebrate the differences, but also learn from them. Right. So I know how much it's done for my own personal life to be, out in the world and seeing and meeting and knowing and understanding and un like so much about other people and how that brings us closer because you realize how much more alike we are than we are different. And I feel like everybody needs that. There is not one person on this planet that doesn't need those experiences, that can't grow from those experiences, that can't have a more rich and fulfilling understanding of life by, by seeing more of the world, right? So, you know, it's not that everyone has the ability or the opportunity to just completely travel all the time, but definitely I think the more I can help people who want to make it come to life, that's a gift. Like they are, they're enriching their own lives by taking their precious laser time or, you know, whatever it is and investing it in a better, a better life, a better understanding of our world. Um, it helps you grow. I really believe that. And so that's the cool thing that I know that travel does. And the more I can help people get a piece of that, you know, is, is good. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I say this all the time, but I swear that I change more when I'm traveling than I do at any other time. Um, I see and hear from God so much clearer, um, when I'm traveling than I do at any other time. Um, and really like I can mark so many giant transformations in my life based on where I was in the world. Um, and, and really like every, I feel like every time I go somewhere new, God just really like shifts something in me. And I think that, um, you know, I, it's not that God can't do that, you know, in the U S of course he can. Um, and I think that he speaks to each of us differently and, and wires us um, differently. And so, um, I know some people like totally don't have the desire to travel at all. And that doesn't mean like God's not going to speak to you at all. Um, but I think that when we, the, I think that when we get out of our comfort zone, we, are forced to rely on God a little bit better. And, and when we're in a different country and our cell service is a little bit weaker or, you know, we have to, to find Wi-Fi in order to text people, it, our, our lives 
get a little bit quieter. And I think that when that happens, like when we need to rely on God more because we're in unfamiliar territory and when our lives are a little bit quieter, we can hear from him so much more and, and, and it changes us. I think, and I completely agree with, um, when you get to know people of different cultures, like it just connects you and you find out, wow, we're really not that different at all. In fact, we're really the same. Um, and it just gives you an appreciation for, for the fact, um, that we are really the same. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, okay. I feel like this is kind of, I feel like this is a question you have to ask to someone who loves travel. Um, so I'm just going to ask it because I kind of can't wait any longer. Um, <laughs> but tell me, um, what is one of the coolest places you've ever traveled to? Like one of the coolest places you've ever been? Um, and then what's one of the most meaningful places you've ever been? Like a place where, where you really did kind of come back different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so coolest and it, you know, I promise you, you asked me seven different times. I might give you seven different answers. Um, because coolest, the favorite, like it always is, it's a changing thing that I probably never will have just one answer. But I, um, two years ago went to Bali and I'm still talking about it. And for me, somebody who's been so many different places and had a lot of different experiences traveling the world, um, the fact that it made such an impression on me and the fact that I had such a great time, um, and was just more than I expected. Like we always have expectations, right? Like we go somewhere and we're like, yes, because I saw that picture on Instagram. And then I read that guidebook and I just know what my experience is going to be like, yada, yada, yada. Um, or, you know, with Bali, I read eat, pray, love. And so I'm sure I'm going to have that spiritual encounter, but it still was a place that just was like, on all fronts, right? It's beautiful. There's the cultural aspect. There's the adventure aspect. There's the, you know, the people, like there's just so many different things that I just was like, it knocked my socks off and it's gorgeous there. Um, but yeah, I just had such an amazing time. I spent two weeks there. I'm waiting to go back. Like there's, that's definitely a place that I won't want to visit over and over and over again. And I think the most meaningful place to me, and honestly, this has to do just probably a lot with the experiences that I had there. Like you talked about, um, certain seasons of our lives, right? When we're in different countries and we're traveling and we're going through things is probably Costa Rica. And I think I call it my soul destination because like, that's where I feel like, yeah, God's just speaking to my soul right now on purpose. I've went there after a breakup on purpose. I went there. Like when I retired from one career and was like trying to find myself. Right. And I'm there and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like the, here's where I, and you know what, you can get anything you are looking for out of a, a, a vacation in Costa Rica. But for me, it was a time to just like be in nature, be by myself, um, have just like these really meaningful, like this meaningful time and this meaningful kind of just like season. Um, so Costa Rica is, is my jam. Um, I'll never, ever, ever get tired of it. And, um, I hope to have a lot more experiences there too. I love that. Um, I, yeah, I love the idea of soul places. I feel like I can't really even count how many soul places I have. I feel like they're spread everywhere. Um, but I do love Costa Rica. I got to go on my very first mission trip to Costa Rica, um, which I sort of, um, I talk about this in the Lipstick Gospel, but I got sort of like duped into going to Costa Rica because I had no idea what a mission trip really was. Like I, I'd never been on one. I didn't really know much about them. And my best friend um, was leading the trip and she was like, come on this mission trip with me. And my thought process was Costa Rica's warm. It's by the beach. 
I like beaches and I like vacations. So that's why I signed up for the mission trip, not realizing <laughs> that we were going to be hand mixing cement in the middle of the mountains, like working harder than I've ever worked in my entire life for an entire week. Um, but we did get to go to um, the beach one day and the beach was amazing. <laughs> so, but I love Costa Rica. It was such a soul place for me too, but totally not. I, I need to go back and see it. Yeah. Yeah. You've had um, a different, yeah, I had a different experience. Um, I love that. Um, so I want to, I want to be really practical in this because I know that there are women in our community that want to travel, and I know that travel's hard. Like it really is. It's one of those things that has to be super intentional. Um, it's insanely inconvenient. Um, it's really expensive, and all the logistics. I mean, you know better than anyone. It's really hard. And so I think that a lot of us have these grand dreams and plans for travel that never really come to fruition. And so um, I've made a list of just most of the um, kind of roadblocks that I see people hit and roadblocks I've hit in my own life when it comes to traveling. Um, and I would love it if you could just give us some tips for like how to get through these things so that this can become a reality in our lives so we can actually, you know, venture out into the world and do the things we really want to do. So I'm going to yeah. give you kind of a list. We'll go through them one by one if that's cool. Sure. Um, okay. So one of the things I think that's really hard about travel is finding the time. So mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who feels like they don't have the time to travel? Um, I would say, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here's why. Like, we're all busy, right? And there's very few people that just sit around and eat bonbons all day. So we all have so many things in our lives and at different seasons, we have different things, but it's always going to be true that we prioritize what is important to us. And the way you can tell what's important to somebody is how they spend their time. And so what you're saying is actually that travel just isn't important to you because you haven't prioritized it. And so I feel like I get it. A lot of things are vying for our time. But if you say, I want to travel, this is important, then you find the time. And so when you start to just make it a priority, like, hey, this is happening this year, right? Just as the same thing you do with all other things in your life, it all works and, and figures itself out, right? So whether that is, you know, you have a job that gives you two weeks a year, or you are running your own business. And so you have to kind of like, mentally prepare yourself in your slow season. I'm going to take this time off and how am I going to prepare before that so that that can happen? Right. Or it's like, Hey, whatever I have kids, but if I bribe my mother to watch them, <laughs> maybe I can get away for four days or I can find someone that, somewhere that's family friendly and whatever the case may be. But the time thing is never going to go away. You know, it's never just going to be like, oh my goodness, I have three weeks and I don't know what else to do. Maybe I should travel. That's not how it works. Um, it really is about deciding that it's a priority and then making the time for it. Um, and you don't regret it. Like that's the thing that people have to kind of, obviously it's a thing that you realize after the fact, but you don't take a trip and then come back. I wish I would have just worked those last two weeks. I'm super sad that I, you know, prioritize travel. Nobody does that. I have not had one client tell me that since I started my business. So on the flip side, you will be happy you did it, but it does take making it a priority. Totally. And I think that like, um, maybe a couple of things that could kind of help are one, maybe taking an inventory of what actually we're spending our time on. Um, I feel like I've heard people say that about in your work day, if you're like, oh, I, I don't have time for the things I want to work on because my day is so busy. Well, like actually kind of taking an inventory of how you spend your time in the day. And I wonder what would happen if we did that in our weeks or in our months, like 
what are we actually doing on the weekends? Or what are we actually, what have we done the last couple of years on our, you know, two weeks off? Have we sort of taken like a half day here and a half day there, a half day here? Or, um, because, because that's where it went, you know, kind of looking back almost like you would do if you were trying to figure out like where your money went, you know, looking back at your receipts and saying like, where did this go? Um, and then, and I think another thing is like really planning far in advance. Um, I don't know if all of us can really just pick up and go. Like, I think very few of us have the kind of lifestyle where we can do that, where we can just say, I'm going to go tomorrow. Um, and so I think maybe it's helpful to really look far in advance and say, I'm going to do this next year and I'm going to start planning for it now. Um, yes. Yes. The picking the time is like a critical, a critical part of, um, traveling for anyone, you know, because there's every single person I talk to, Oh my goodness, I want to travel more, but then it just stays at that because they haven't picked a time. They haven't picked a place. Um, they haven't made any concrete things that they can work towards. So once you have something to work towards, Hey, in September of 2018, I'm going to Europe. Gosh, do you know what you can accomplish between now and September 8th? in September, 2018 to make that dream a reality, everything you have now the goal in mind. And so it's really about just working backwards. But if you never just put it down there, like finite, like this is happening, right. Then it just keeps, it's being this thing you chase that never actually gets caught. So yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I love that. Okay. So that brings us kind of to the second thing. What about money? Like that's one of the hardest things about travel is what if you want to travel, but you feel like you don't have the funds to make it happen. Right. And I wish money grew on trees. That would make my life a lot easier as well. But (laughs) it's still, I mean, it's still number one goes back to the priority thing because a lot of us have money for clothes or money for Starbucks every day or money for our Pilates membership. We have money for the things that we say matter in our lives. Um, But for many of us, travel involves sacrifice, right? To travel, we have to sacrifice something else because we don't just have that money sitting there with nothing to spend it on. So what are we going to sacrifice to be able to travel? And for me, you know, like I would 100% all day, every day, rather not go shopping, make my coffee at home, um, et cetera, et cetera, to be able to to, to be able to travel as much as I want to, or as much as, you know, as, as possible in this stage of my life. So I look at it two ways. You can either decide on an amount you're going to save. I want to save $5,000 between now and September, 2018, and then figure out, okay, what does that get me? Uh, can I go to Europe for that much? What does that trip look like? Am I okay traveling like that? And then how are you going to save $5,000 between here and September in 2018? Um, or if, you know, um, going to Thailand has always been your dream and you're determined to make it happen. You need to start researching what it takes to go to Thailand. How much does a flight cost? What are the costs of approximate accommodations and cost of living, et cetera, et cetera. So then once you have that number, you have something to work towards, you know, how long is it going to say cost, uh, take me to save this amount of money, but you have to come at it from like an actual goal type of a thing, right? You have to understand that like the money doesn't fall out of thin air, but it's there. Like most of us have the ability to travel. We might not have the ability to travel how we want. Like I have four seasons taste, but motel six budget, that might be the case, but I promise you, like you'll still be happy being in Costa Rica at a motel six. Like it won't be as nice as the four seasons, but like you're still, you still can travel. You you might not be able to travel the way like Instagram tells you you're supposed to travel or Pinterest tells you you're supposed to travel, but you can still have amazing experiences at any budget. 
at any budget. There are so many resources, blogs, um, websites, books, etc., on how to travel on a budget. Like they're out there, how to spend less than $50 a day, pretty much anywhere in the world. Um, so, you know, like decide what level of travel you're comfortable with, what it costs to actually go to these places and what's your plan to get there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I like what you said about coffee and, um, you know, Pilates memberships or, um, you know, there are just little kind of like with time, like it sort of like, just like seeps out of our pockets, you know, just somehow, it just kind of goes somewhere and we're not really sure like where it went. Like I had some money, but I just spent a little here and a little here and now I don't have enough money to travel. But I feel like when we're intentional about it and really like look at what we're spending where, we can make some different decisions and say, you know, for a season, this is more important to me than this. Like travel is always and forever more important to me than clothes. I don't care about clothes at all compared to how much I care about travel. Um, and, and that's just... I don't know. That's just kind of my personality. But even if I did, I could say, you know what? I'm not going to buy clothes for a little while because I have some, you know, um, and yeah. I'm going to put that money towards travel. And, and you're totally right. It, it requires sacrifice. Um, and I'm glad you said that because I think that when we see people travel, um, we don't really see the sacrifice that went into it. You know, like um, I have a couple of friends who are in Greece right now and it would be really easy to go, oh my gosh, they always go to the coolest places. Well, I have no idea how much they eat out or don't eat out or how much they spent on clothes this year or how much they didn't spend on clothes this year or how many extra shifts they took or whatever. You know, we don't see the behind the scenes that it takes to go into taking a trip, um, but it always does. There's always behind the scenes and sacrifice that went into making that happen. Yes. Yes. And you know, like it's those trips. When I plan trips for people who have like invested, like literally saved and planned. And like, this is, Hey, it's been our dream to go to Italy. And we, this is what we've saved. And this is, you know, like it, I am, you know, obviously invested in all of my trips, but like, I feel so proud to help them make that come to life because I know how much it means to them. I can see it. It's not, it's not that they just had whatever, you know, thousands of dollars laying around. It's like, they made this, like, this is going to happen. This is how we're going to make it happen. And then it did happen and they had the time of their lives and they don't regret a penny that they spent. Um, and they don't regret what they had to give up to get there either, you know? So it's a really cool thing. It's not cheap. Um, but it can be as expensive or as inexpensive as you can afford. I really do believe that nobody has to actually fly for 20 hours to say they traveled. Um, you can actually drive for six hours and travel, you know? Um, but it has to happen. So if you have to start small, start small because you'll get the bug and then you'll figure out how to get more, get more accomplished. I, yes, I love that. Um, and two things I was going to say kind of on the, um, on the subject of it being as expensive or as cheap as you want. Um, some of my favorite travel experiences happened um, when I went on the world race and traveled to 11 countries in 11 months. So I traveled all around the world. And our budget, when we were in each country, we had $3 a day. Oh, my work. For food. Um, we, one, like would kind of pool it. And so we'd buy groceries together and stuff like that. Um, and so it totally worked. But I mean, a lot of the countries we were in, $3 a day got you a lot. And then also sometimes we'd be in countries and be like, I'm going to use a little bit of my extra spending money because I want a great meal. But really, I mean, we we had some amazing experiences, like totally on a dime. Um, just because we didn't have, um, I don't know, having a small budget really didn't take away from didn't take away from what we were experiencing. And the, the other thing, um, 
is when it can be like as expensive or as cheap as, as you want it to be. Um, I know you and I have talked about this, but they're like going to Italy, for example, is pretty expensive. Like the flight's expensive and life is pretty expensive when you get there. But there are places I know that I've been and I know you've been too. And I think Bali is one of them where the flight is really expensive to get there and it's really far away. But once you get there, life there is super, super inexpensive. Um, And so I I know that there's a lot to play with there too, in terms of one, I mean, driving six hours is totally the same as traveling. Um, And then also there are places where you can fly where like the cost of living there is just a lot cheaper than it is in other places. Oh yeah, for sure. I tell people that all the time. If you want affordable luxury, go to Southeast Asia. Um, Don't go to Europe unless you're going to a part of Europe that, you know, is not you probably don't want to be. Um, but yeah, like where your dollar stretches matters in relation to where you're at in the world for sure. Um, and so, yeah, that's something to definitely keep in mind. And that's the beauty I think too, about seasons of your life. Like there are seasons of my life where like, I like maybe not $3 a day. I don't know if I've ever been there, (laughs) but (laughs) that's what they told us. It may have been a little more than that. I was like, Oh my word. (laughs) Um, how does you even get coffee? But like, yeah, there's seasons of your life that we're like, you're not going to regret that ever. Right. And it's not always going to be the way you travel either. Um, but heck, like who cares? Like you have the experiences. Those are the things that you can't put a price tag on. I feel like, um, it might not be the nicest accommodations. You might not have like the nicest bottle of wine with dinner, but like experiences are priceless. So get as many as those of those as you can. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there, and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing, that is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, this is easier said than done, and that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, 
BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash friendship. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I feel like the experiences that are kind of where you're like, we slept in this place and it was kind of sketchy or like, you know, we did this thing and we ate this meal and it was like super cheap, but it's what we could afford or something. I feel like those are the best stories. Like those are the stories oh, yeah. you cannot buy because they're just, they're better than the ones where you, you know, had you know, enough money to eat at all the nice restaurants in Paris or something. That's nice. But I feel like, you know, living off of, you know, a baguette and some cheese, you know, every day, I feel like that's even better somehow. It, I it can makes tell me- you like without a shadow of a doubt, because I am thinking of this specific, the last time I was in Paris, I went to this fancy, well-known, well-known restaurant. It was literally for two people, like 250 euros. I'm not even kidding. And I was so annoyed with the experience because I just had like, I spent a lot of money. I wanted to have a nice experience. The food was so mediocre. The service was so bad, but I can tell you about like the best street tacos of my life that I had a few months ago that I don't even know 
like I ate like a like a king. I probably didn't even spend a dollar. I don't remember how many in pesos it was. They're the best. I, I'm still talking about these tacos to anyone who will listen. Like they're so stinking good. So yeah, especially when it comes to food, more money does not mean better. Totally. It's, yeah, especially in places where you can find something where like it's what the people there actually eat. Like that's yes. so much better. Street food is is for the win all the time. For the win forever. Take um, a little Pepto Bismol, but <laughs> street food for the win. <laughs> totally. Um, there was. Um, I feel like I have when I think of the different countries I've been, I have all these different like flavors in my head and things that we would go and seek out. And I will forever. Um, people are very all over the board on this, whether they like it or not. But um, I love bubble tea or like boba. I love it so much. And I fell in love with it in Thailand. And there was this man at the end of the street that had a little cart. And it was just like on the side of the road. And he was the bubble tea man. And he would make it was like so good. It was so terrible for you. I'm so sure it was like a bazillion percent sugar. But we loved it so much that I, we would walk down the street to get it. And I would get two one so I would have one to drink on the way back and the other one so I could drink it once I got back and it was like my favorite thing and so and then at one point his daughter actually got sick and we were praying like crazy for his daughter because we needed bubble tea man to come back (laughs) so yes for street food um (laughs) um, the other thing I kind of wanted to mention um something that I have gotten to do um several times in, in life that I feel like helps a little bit with the finances. Um, and I feel like I need to explain this right. So it doesn't anyway, um, is doing things like mission trips or volunteer opportunities, or, um, even working or teaching abroad. Um, those are other ways of getting to the country and not having it be quite the same financial experience as a vacation. And the reason I kind of hesitated there is because I don't want to at all sound like I'm saying, have your family and friends, like pay for your vacation. Because <laughs> as I learned the hard way, a mission trip and a vacation are two very separate things. <laughs> but um, really, like, I mean, working abroad or volunteering abroad, those are really beautiful experiences. And sometimes I think even better than travel, like just vacation travel, because you really get to experience the place and you get to be with the people and you get to, um, you get to really understand what that country is like on a deeper level than you ever would if you were staying at just a hotel. Um, and so travel really can happen that way. And the really beautiful thing about doing something like a mission trip is that it really is like crowdfunded. Like you really, you fundraise and ask your family and friends to help you go, which again is not asking them to pay for a, for like a vacation, but, um, you know, I think a lot of our family and friends would be donating to some sort of um, organization no matter what, you know, some sort of organization that's feeding kids or um, providing clean water or, um, you know, providing education or something like, I think a lot of people donate in that way. Um, and the thing that's really cool about asking people to, to help you go on a mission trip is that it's kind of the same transaction, but they know the person who's on the ground actually doing the work. And that's really cool. And so instead of saying, hey, like, I'm going to support someone who I don't know to go feed kids, that's still a really, really good thing. But it's also really cool if you know the person who's actually going to do the feeding and you really get to be a part of it in a different way um, than you would if you didn't, you know, than you would if, if you didn't. And so I think that that's another way that I've really gotten to travel a lot is through like mission opportunities. Um, and also, you know, studying abroad, that's something that kind of, um, I mean, it's, that's definitely expensive, but 
having it be more of a part of your education or um, even teaching abroad. I have a lot of friends who have done that um, in lots of different places. And sometimes like depending on where you go, you can make really good money. So you're not spending money, you're actually making money. And that's a really cool thing too. And so there are, there are lots of opportunities outside of, um, uh, outside of just going on a vacation that can get you into other parts of the world. Yeah. Oh, I agree. A hundred percent. Um, okay. So Brie, the next thing I wanted to ask you is what if you don't have anyone to go with? I think this is something I've, I mean, this is absolutely something I've heard from a lot of the women in our community. Um, especially, um, especially like the amazing women in our, in our community that are single. That's a really kind of, um, figuring out who to go with is really hard because, um, because what if your friends can't go with you or what if they don't have a desire to go with you? Um, you know, if, how do you, how do you navigate that? Well, I never let it stop me. Um, and here's the thing, like, I think that travel first and foremost doesn't require a travel partner. Now, not everyone has the same level of comfort with that or feels confident traveling by themselves, but I've traveled the most, like, as a single person by myself or, you know, part of the trip, somebody's there, part of the trip, they're not, whatever the case may be. So traveling by yourself is not as scary as you might think. But also what I find is like, there are people in all of our lives who also want to travel. They are just not going to like get the ball rolling. Right. So like if you make a plan and if you like put it in motion, it's a lot easier to get somebody to like jump on board a friend or like, you know, somebody, you know, or, or what have you versus waiting for everyone to be like, all right, ready, set, let's plan. Like that's part of it. That like beginning. Oh yeah. It sounds like a good idea. And then it just stays in that talking phase for forever is really, really hard. It'll never kind of get off the ground. But if you were committed and want to just like really start planning a trip, but Hey, are you interested? This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going to be. Have a lot more, um, it'll be a lot easier to get people to jump on board, but also, there are so many ways to travel like by yourself, not alone. So what I mean by that is traveling around interests is a huge thing. It's available like for pretty much like so many interests. Are you interested in cooking? Are you interested in learning a language? Are you interested in yoga? Are you interested in bike riding? Are you in, like whatever is your thing, your hobby, whatever there are trips created around that sort of like-minded people to travel together. Um, one of my favorite companies for like younger travelers that like are looking for a little bit of adventure as well is G adventures and they have trips all around the world, a small group. So they're, you know, usually not more than like 20 people or so. They have really cool itineraries and also levels of comfort. So like basic, which is pretty basic, um, up to like, you know, nicer, etc. But like, you can go to like the places, you know, Iceland or last time, actually I was in Costa Rica. I was like sitting next to a person on the plane who was joining a G adventures trip. So trips like that, where that's like, there's other people who might not know each other, but they have similar interests. A lot of times there's similar age groups, even if you want them to be women only, there's some like that as well. So it's not necessarily, um, needing to be, you know, by yourself. If you like being by yourself, heck, travel is the best place to do it. Like, I, you never feel alone. You never feel lonely. I never do, at least, when I'm traveling. But, yeah, so I would definitely say that, A, don't be scared to travel alone. B, um, start planning it. Like, build it and they will come type mentality. And C, 
travel with people of similar interests because you'll enjoy the company, but you don't have to always be with them. You know what I mean? Um, and it's a really good way to kind of like fit two passions together. Totally. And I mean, in, in the trips that I've done, like the ones I just mentioned, especially the mission trips and stuff. I mean, there are very few trips where I knew someone going or like knew someone well. Um, most of the time I went as by myself and met up with the other people who were going to be on the trip. And before I knew it, they were my best friends, you know, and I've met some of my favorite people in the world that way. Um, and I mean, the beginning of it's definitely intimidating, you know, when you show up and it's a whole new group of people, you feel like you're the new kid at school, but everyone's new. Um, and there's no better way of like making really good friends than having, um, like experiences together. And so like, you only feel alone for a second and then you're not alone anymore. And before you know it, you've made all these friends. Um, I think that's really cool. Do you feel like, um, when it comes to actually traveling by yourself, do you feel like it's safe to travel by yourself as a woman? Do you have kind of thoughts on that? I do. And they might not be, um, popular, but, um, here's how I look at it. I was explaining it to somebody like this. I used to, I live in San Diego now, but I used to live in LA and I used to live, um, close to downtown LA, anywhere in LA that I live. Let's be honest was only a couple of miles away from somewhere very sketchy, right? So like I could live in a nice part of downtown, but three miles away is Skid Row, right? And I'm still driving through there to go to my coffee shop or to my yoga studio, whatever. And while I'm in LA, do I feel unsafe? No, not at all. So why is it that I all of a sudden find myself in Mexico City and now I feel unsafe? It's just, it's the same the same level of precaution that you have to take as just, you know, a single woman walking down the street, whether it's in your hometown or it's in another country, is pretty much the same. And there are so many safer places for me, especially living in an, a big urban city, than um, that I can travel to that really do have lower crime rates, that have lower like incidences, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it really is just about like being aware of your surroundings as you would anywhere, and being you know cautious as you would anywhere, not, you know, whatever it is you would do that makes common sense, like doing those things while, while you're traveling. I don't find that I ever really feel, um, less safe when I'm abroad, when I'm in different countries. Um, nothing like that. Like I think that, and when you kind of learn when you travel enough to, um, feel comfortable in different cultures, that helps a lot, right? Because, yeah, they're just people and they might have different clothing on or what, what, what may, whatever the case may be, speak a different language, but they're just people just like, you know, the people next door to me. So I don't find that I feel, um, unsafe traveling as a, a single female. You know, you might want to think of a couple of other things just to, you know, be, like I said, a little more cautious, but I think it's safe. And I think that if you, don't feel safe. Definitely. It's not something you need to push yourself into, but that's kind of where those like traveling with like-minded people might be a better fit for you. Totally. Um, it's funny that you said that I actually have noticed that I feel more safe in other countries and I've been to a lot of, you know, third world countries. And, um, I, 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 I don't know. I feel more safe in other countries than I often do here in the U S. Um, and I don't really know why that is, but I really, there hasn't been like a time in another country where I felt unsafe and, and, and that's, you know, that's different from here. Cause sometimes I do. So I love that you said that. And really, I think that if you are, 
I, I wonder if it's like a, a practice thing. You know, if you think that you might want to travel by yourself, starting somewhere small. Um, one of my girlfriends just went to Chicago for the weekend um, and she did a lot of it by herself. That was one of the things that was on her bucket list. Actually, we're going to hear from her um, in this season of the podcast and she talks about it a little bit. But um, that's something that was on her bucket list was to travel by yourself. And I, I think that if you've done it once, kind of on a smaller level, you can do it again on a slightly bigger level and, you know, kind of work your way up. And um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's a, a way to kind of get your feet wet and get comfortable in it. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, one thing, uh, someone, I, I don't remember who said it to me, um, but someone one time said something like, Stephanie, you're lucky that you're married so you don't have to travel by yourself. And that's like, I laughed a lot because I've actually traveled a ton by myself since being married. Um, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, just because, you know, I have Carl doesn't mean we always are together. Um, we, you know, every time I do kind of a speaking thing, um, every time I'm speaking somewhere, I usually go by myself. Um, and so that's kind of domestic travel. I travel home a lot um, to go visit my family and friends in Denver. And I do that by myself. Um, I traveled to Cambodia, like, less than a year after we were married by myself and I was there for a week. Um, and actually, um, Brie was in charge of planning. Um, she helped, um, Carl's family plan a spring break trip to Turks and Caicos this last year. And Brie knows I traveled by my, by myself home, um, back to Nashville cause Carl had to leave <laughs> a couple of days early. And so like, I totally travel by myself, um, even after being married. And so I think that it's a good skill to cultivate like wherever you are in life. For sure. I have one of my closest friends. We take a girl's trip every year, but like she's married with four kids and like she tells her husband, like, um, I get my girl's trip this year, right? Like, <laughs> like all she looks forward to is traveling without her husband and kids. <laughs> like that is goals for her. Not that she doesn't love them. She does, but yeah. I love that. I love that. And we, um, we got to do a mastermind retreat, uh, last year, like right after Thanksgiving and we went to Mexico together, the three of us. Yeah. Um, and Carl totally was not invited. So yeah, yeah. we absolutely <laughs> travel. I travel without him a lot. Um, okay. So if you, um, if, if someone in our community wanted to travel, um, how would you suggest they go about starting to make the trip a reality? Like what's a good first step like today, what's something that they can do today to get the ball rolling? Okay. So I'm going to give you like my five-step plan for traveling more, right? Um, it's, you know, pretty simple, but it's just like the order in which it should happen. So the step number one is pick a place, pick a place like legit, write it down, put it on your refrigerator, whatever the case may be, because what you don't want to do is develop paralysis by analysis. I feel like a lot of people who don't travel consistently are like, Oh, but I could go here. But then what about there? Well, maybe here. And it's like, yeah, the whole world is awesome, but you need to pick one place because then it needs to become like a goal. Like I said before that you can like work towards. So pick a place. Number two is decide when, when are you going? When is this going to happen? Is that your, you know, vacation that you need to take off from work? Is it the slow time in the, you know, business that you're running? What it's not is those two weeks that have nothing else, you know, going on because that just doesn't exist for pretty much anyone. So you need to pick a time when you're going. And so once you have the place and you have the time, it really can begin to take shape because it's a real thing now. It's like, yes, I am going to, you know, Australia in February of 2018. Done. You know, like this is my trip. So then you need to start your research and research is a big part of planning, but depending on how you like to travel and your travel style matters how much you need to research. So whether that's 
guidebooks, websites, travel bloggers, following some travel bloggers, just getting an idea of the place you're going, um, what it is you want to see and do, um, the different things that you can experience there. So you really have an idea. And also because it helps make it real in your mind, like this is a real trip that's really happening and I'm learning more about it and I'm getting excited. That's really important. It's a really big, um, step in making travel happen. Then you need to understand your travel fund. And once now that you've done your research, because you know where you're going and when you're going and you've researched it, you should know how much is this trip costing me and how much do I need to save? Do I need to set aside? Do I need to make sure I don't spend whatever it is that your fund requires? You know, all of us are different in that regard, but like you need to understand it so that you can work towards the goal that you need to make in order to make the trip happen. So the other steps need to come before that, but then you understand your travel fund and it all, it will start to fall in place. And the next thing is just to book it and go. And <laughs> you have done all of the like steps before that. The booking part is the easy part, right? You just buy your tickets, get excited. You have however long before you travel to kind of just amp up that excitement and learn more about your destination, you know, find all the like last minute things that you're going to do. And then you go and then you have the best time of your life and you will never, ever, ever for a second regret the trip that you took. I really 100% think that. And so definitely get started. Um, picking a place, like I said, is number one because that makes it, what makes it real. And we need things to be real in our heads. So because that's what kind of like fuels us towards that, towards that goal. Yeah. Um, gosh, I love that. And I'm really glad that you broke it down that way. I feel like I totally think that way. I'm like, okay, tell me what to do. Where do I start? Like, <laughs> give me some steps. Um, one thing that kind of, um, as you were, as you were going through the steps, I started to get butterflies in my stomach. Um, for some reason I get, for as much as I love to travel, which really like it's at the top of my list of things I love. Um, for as much as I love to travel, I get really anxious when it comes to planning trips and even when it comes to pulling the trigger and actually doing it. Um, this is such a silly example, but um, I booked a trip today to go home to Denver, um, like in September, to go visit my family and friends. I haven't been in way longer than I can even believe. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to go visit them. And for some reason, the, the, the commitment of saying, I'm going, I'm spending this money, like, I'm saying yes. It, I don't know. Something about it just makes me kind of anxious and, and really, um, for as much as I love it, it just, it scares me. And really, um, so today I was, I found an, an old journal that was from, um, right before I decided, right before I left for the world race. And like, I think people before have told me like, wow, you're brave for doing something like that. I have to tell you, I was scared out of my mind, like for months before I tried to get out of it. Like, I mean, I really, I was so scared. I did not feel brave at all. Um, but kind of the trick is I signed up way in advance. I signed up so far in advance. I couldn't get out of it. Like I, I like signed in blood and couldn't take it back. Um, and I think that, I mean, really, that's the only reason why I went was because it was too late for me to back out. Otherwise I wouldn't have gone. Um, and I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad, um, that I'm so glad I had to go. I'm so glad I couldn't get out of it because it, it was an experience that totally changed my life. But I think that if I, I wanted to say that because if anyone is thinking about doing something and they're afraid if whether it's going on a mission trip or something like the world race or whether it's taking a trip home, which I don't know why that's scary, but just making the commitment, I don't know, it gives me a little bit of anxiety um, or, you know, whatever it is, if you're feeling nervous about this, you're totally not alone. Um, 
but, but, but it's so worth it. It's worth it every time. And so every time I get to that point where I'm like, am I really going to do this? Or is this the right time? Or is this too expensive? Should I back out? Or, um, I don't know if I'm like capable of doing this or what if whatever happens, um, every time I've done it anyway, I've been so happy I did. So it's, it's totally normal to be afraid. And, and maybe you're not afraid. That's totally fine too. But if you are, that's so normal. And, and I firmly believe that doesn't mean you shouldn't go. Um, it just means it's a big deal. It just means it's a big thing. But, but I completely agree with you, Brie. Like every time we say yes, every time we step out of our comfort zones, we're so glad we did. I love that. Absolutely. So Brie, I got to, um, I have a little bit of deja vu right now because, um, I had just the, the honor of getting to interview you, um, for one of the bonus videos we have in my course, make the most of your single life. Um, and really you, when I think of someone who has just absolutely done that, absolutely made the most of their single life, just like lived it to the full. I totally think of you. Um, and I know that one of the ways that you've done that is through travel. Can you just like, um, if, can can you just talk about that a little bit? Like what kind of thought process, what, what have you thought about as you're thinking about really how to spend this season of your life, um, of being single and, and how has travel played into that? Yeah, I, and that was an awesome talk that we got to have. I really liked that too. No, but, um, just in, 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 this is kind of, I hope how I live my life, you know, in, in general and the big picture, but it obviously shows up in how I spend my time and how I, how I travel and stuff as well is that I believe that traveling is part of me living my best life. Right. And I know that it's up to me to live my best life. Like I've been given this one beautiful life and what am I going to do with it? And I don't think, and I hope that you agree and everyone listening agrees that your best life is lived waiting. It's not lived sitting on your couch. It's not lived waiting for the next season to come, the next person to come into your life, any of that. It's happening now. And so if it's happening now, we need to ask ourselves, okay, well, what do I do with it? And so I made a decision like literally because, oh gosh, I'm still single. I didn't think I would be single at this age. (laughs) Well, what am I going to do to travel more? Right. Because I was like, Hey, maybe this is a gift. Maybe this time that I don't have like the responsibilities I thought I would have at this age or the person in my life I thought I would have at this age is actually a gift. I actually have freedom, which is if you talk to people, a lot of the people who are like envious of how I live my life are people who are in a different stage of life, right? We always think the grass is greener, but the grass is greener as we know where you water it. So water your lawn. And for me, that is living my best life and my best life is traveling and having the freedom to have all these amazing experiences. So I don't get 10 years down the road and say, well, what if, or I wonder, or I wish I would have, Oh gosh, wouldn't it be awesome if I could? No, I have this life now. I have this time now I have this opportunity now. And so it's really about seizing that and, um, making the most of it. And like I said, for me, that is hugely involved in traveling the world, but whatever is your thing, whatever it is that lights you up, makes you feel alive, makes, you know, sense to you is a thing that you should be pursuing. And it does not require anyone else to be a part of that, but you like, we are not waiting for someone else to do the things that we can do on our own, that we're called to do even on our own, because 
God's not making a mistake by putting us in any season. He has us here or there or wherever it is that you are for a reason and to live out a life that he's called you to. And so you've got to do that. And it's up to you to kind of like get the ball rolling and feel confident in it. And just like you said, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, because yeah, like the things that are easy, the things that are comfortable, the things that take no effort, those aren't our best lives. Um, and we don't want to live that. We don't want to look back and be like, well, gosh, I had that awesome opportunity and I just passed it by because I was afraid. Um, so no, thank you. And I hope that, <laughs> that everybody really does like take that to heart because whatever your thing is and whatever it is that you want to do with this season of your life, um, it's available to you, right? You don't need permission and you certainly don't need somebody by your side to make it happen when all it's calling for is you to be brave. Ooh, oh my gosh. I told you guys she was wise. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said Okay. No, I, I, take breath. Um, I, one thing I wanted to add to that, cause I, I don't even know how I can add anything to that, but I feel like it's really worth saying is, um, especially when I was thinking about leaving for the year to go travel around the world. One thing I was really afraid of was missing my person. I thought that whoever I was going to marry was going to be in Denver, Colorado. And that if I left, I wouldn't meet him. And I, the reason I wanted to say that is because I know so many other people who have felt that way. Um, like if I leave, I'll miss him. I can't travel right now. Like this is the time I'm supposed to be meeting my husband, but I have so many examples in my head and in my own life of when people actually left and did the thing and pursued their passions. And it doesn't even have to be travel, whatever it is, but for several of my friends and for me included, it was travel. It was like, I want to go do this. Maybe I'm going to miss out on my person, but I'm hoping God's bigger than that. So I'm going to go for it. And I met Carl because he went on the world race too. And we didn't do it at the same time. We met once we got back, but I never would have met him if it weren't for going on that trip. Um, my best friend, Michelle, went to Spain for a year. She taught English in Spain for a year. And she ended up getting connected with a guy named Alan because they had a mutual friend and he was traveling in Spain too. Well, now they're married. Um, I, I mean, I have so many examples of that, of people who, um, girlfriends of mine who, who like, went after the thing that lights them up, like you said, and didn't miss out on meeting their person because of it. But their person was doing that too, because it lights them up as well. Um, and so I just like, I don't know, one, God's so much bigger than that. But, but two, I think that I, I, we don't miss anything by going after the things that light us up. We, it, it enriches our life. It enriches our relationship, um, our relationships. It puts us in a better place to meet someone great, makes us better, like, better for that moment when we meet them. Um, it just adds so much to our lives. Like and you that. know, what's a funny thing. This is, <laughs> and don't ask me how I know this. Um, so if you're ever doing online dating, the one thing that I found over and over and over again is when people say like, what are your hobbies or what do you like to do? Like everybody puts travel, right? And I don't know why that is. It's like the cliche thing to put like, oh, I love to travel. I love to travel. But people like to travel. And they also like other people who love travel, who love experiences, who love living, right? It's just like literally the number one thing of like, and you don't want to be the person that says you like to travel, but then never does. Well, where have you been? Nowhere. Well, that's not very interesting. If you don't have like hobbies or interests or things that you do that like make you who you are, you become very uninteresting. Like, who are you? What do you do? What do you love? What lights you up? What do you do for fun? What do you do uh, as your hobbies? What do you do as your passions? You need those things. It helps make you you. And without them, you're just like 
a little shell. Yeah. And, and, and like, what do you talk about on a date? You know, like (laughs) the more, the more, um, things we have going on in our lives, the the more we have to say, the more stories we have to tell, the more we have to connect with some, like, yeah, more points we have to connect with someone on, um, and travel. I mean, I, that's one of those things that just unites people all over the place. Like, um, you can talk to a total stranger and if you've been to the same place, you can compare notes and, and you instantly have something to say. Um, and so I, I completely agree. I think that no matter what season of life we're in, whether we're single or married or, you know, anywhere in our lives that, um, pursuing the things that really light us up is always a worthwhile endeavor. And, um, and so I say, I say we go for it. Yes. I do. Amen. Um, okay. So Brie, last but not least, I have just a few fun questions that I've been asking people. Um, these may change over time, but for now, this is what they are. So get ready. <laughs> um, okay. So the first one is, I would love to know what God's teaching you right now. Gosh, well, this actually a little bit plays into what we were just talking about, but I just feel like right now he's showing me and teaching me how his timing is so perfect. Um, it's something that like, if you're human, you probably have struggled with this as well, that like, why haven't things happened at this time or that time or whatever time. And when they happen and you can be like, you can see just God's divine timing in, in it, you know what I mean? Just like, Oh, that was slick. Like, I see what you did there, you know, and it's so amazing. And it only happens once it happens, which is a thing like we aren't God, right? So we are not on his time, but he is the author of time, right? And so every time he authors something, it is so perfect. And I think that that's a thing that he's allowing me to see. And in that allowing me to trust so that like, in the forward looking of like seasons and things that I'm going through, I could be like, Oh, well, his timing is perfect. When, when it comes, it comes when it's supposed to, right. Um, to rest in that, to trust in that is a really cool thing. And I think that he's just been like showing me that a ton lately. I love that. Oh, that's so good. Um, okay. So the second question is what's something kind of random in your life right now that's bringing you joy. (laughs) Um, okay acai bowls. And I don't know if these are a thing as much as they are in San Diego, but I'm obsessed. And on my street alone, there's like seven different places that have acai bowls. And I'm like now an acai connoisseur, right? Because I eat, like, I have like my little stamp card at this one place. So every time I order 10, I get the like, or nine, I get the 10th one free. And like, you should really never get the 10th one free in such a short amount of time. <laughs> but you totally have gotten the 10th one I totally, free. I find that these, like, it's, it's summer here, you know, it's like the perfect, I call it healthy snack. I have no idea if it's as healthy as I think it is. I, but they tell me it has so many antioxidants. So anyway, um, I've been on an acai bowl, like you probably, I probably have an addiction. Um, but yeah, it, like I, I walk home from yoga and I just get excited cause I'm like, oh, I'm going to get an acai bowl. Oh <laughs> it's really random, but yeah, that's it. Uh, I love uh, that. I went through a, um, spinach and kale smoothie phase, like, earlier in the summer and I could not get enough of them. And it was the same thing. I got a punch card and I was blazing through the punch card. And finally I was like, I need to get my own blender and start making my own. And so I can, but it's funny since we have gotten back to Nashville, I've a little bit lost my taste for them. It's like, almost like I woke up and was like, Oh, this is spinach and kale. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> wait actually. a second. Wait a minute. Why was this so good? I can't remember. So maybe I need to switch to acai bowls. And then all my travel money will go to Acai Bowls. Right, right. Yeah, they're not cheap. <laughs> um, okay, so the third question is, um, who's a woman that's inspiring you right now? Huh. Okay, so I'm going to say um, Bianca Oltoff. 
And if you don't know her, I would just highly, highly, highly suggest that you um, follow her on social media or check out her website or just kind of follow along and like the incredible, amazing things she's doing. She's a writer and author and a speaker. She happens to also be one of my really, really good friends from gosh, long ago, but she's, um, recently just been starting this new, um, prison ministry and it's super awesome how she's just bringing like God's hope and God's love to women's prisons. Um, it's the most amazing thing. And another cool thing that she's doing that is so on topic, but it's not going to help anyone this year. So I'm going to just tell you to keep it in the back of your head, maybe for the future. And she's starting to lead small group tours to Italy, um, which is an another awesome way to travel and also get something out of it. Right. But this year's booked up. Sorry. So Keep your, keep your eyes and your ears yeah, peeled out. But anyway, um, I just love how she makes the gospel relatable um, and funny and real and authentic. That's my favorite kind of like Jesus talk. You know, I don't need like Christianese. I just need like, give it to me raw and be like in love, right? There's so like, we have enough of the other stuff in our world. I just want like love, 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 love. So um, yeah, that's who I would say. I love that. Um we got to get to Italy. We got to, we got to go with her or we need a next mastermind retreat in Italy. Italy. I am with you. Amen. Um, okay. So Brie, I know that the girls are going to want to be able to connect with you after this and follow along with you. And you guys, I need to just give a shout out. Her Instagram is amazing. Like mm-hmm. it's, if you want just your wanderlust, I, I mean, I guess like just increase, like it's just terrible for your wanderlust. Um, follow Brie on Instagram. Cause you really want to, you, I mean, it's amazing. Um, but tell us where we can find you and tell us, um, if we, so you've given us really great, um, tips and tricks for how to plan our own trip, but tell us like how you can help. Like if we're um, going on a honeymoon soon, or if we're planning a destination wedding or like, just give us a little snapshot of where we can find you and also what kind of trips you can help us plan. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my website is milkandhoneytravels.com. You can definitely head there to just kind of, you know, see my website, see what I'm about on social, um, Facebook or Instagram is kind of where I show up. And my handles are Brianna Glenn, which is my name. And, you know, like I said, I, plan people's travel experiences, but also my hope is to inspire people to travel more. So I hope that I do that through um, my newsletter and the things I share on social media and stuff like that. And if you are at the point where you're like, yes, this is happening and yes, I want help. And yes, I feel like hiring you could actually get me there and give me the trip experience that I want, then yeah, I would be happy to make your dreams come to life. I mean, it's not, it doesn't have to be through me. If you just travel more, I'll feel like I did my job as well. But if you would like help contact me, I'd be happy to, yeah, make those dreams come to life. And truly, she's the best. We, like I said, we did a family vacation, we planned our family vacation and we were all coming from like four different cities and she made it happen and found us the best place to stay in Turks and Caicos and all of our dinner reservations. I mean, it was awesome. So Carl's family was able to hire her and um, I know you do, yeah, like honeymoons. So planning your honeymoon, that's kind of stressful, especially if you are trying to plan Super a wedding. Stressful. Oh my yeah. gosh, like on top of everything. Um, I mean, you just, you help with, you help with it all. So Brie, yeah. I am so grateful that you hung out with us today. I just love you to pieces and I'm so glad that um, the girls got to meet you and um, thank you for, for inspiring us and thank you for giving us really practical ways to make this more of a reality in our lives and 
I just am praying for travel for all of us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, friends. Guys, isn't Brie awesome? I am so glad you got to meet her. One thing I wanted to tell you really quickly is that I know that Brie and I talked about lots of fun things today on the show, and so if you ever want to find the links to any of those things, all you have to do is go to my website. It's stephaniemaywilson.com, and for every episode, we'll have a blog post with the show notes. All of the links will be there for everything we talk about in the episode, and this time it'll include Brie's website and her Instagram so that you can follow her and so that y'all can be friends. I'm telling you, her Instagram will just make your wanderlust go nuts. She has the best Instagram account. Okay, so you guys, I'm so excited for who we have next week on the podcast. In the spirit of travel and life transformation and with Carl and I being in Spain, I thought it was only right for y'all to get to hear from my very best friend, Michelle. Michelle has been my best friend since I was eight years old, and she was actually there with me studying abroad in Spain. God used her in amazing ways in my heart and in my life that semester. Michelle was right there with me when I got my heart broken, and she walked with me through so much of the healing process. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about in the episode next week. We're going to be talking about breakups, how to survive them, and even how to thrive through them. I cannot wait to share our conversation with you, so make sure to tune in next week. Friends, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I cannot tell you how much it means to me to have you here at Girls' Night. Before you go, I would love it if you would just do two quick things. The first is to subscribe. Subscribing to the podcast is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It's also a way easier way to listen because it's a way of bookmarking the podcast. You don't have to go looking for it again. Your app will just automatically download the next episode once a new one's released. The other thing is that it would mean so much to me if you would take a quick second to leave a rating and review for the podcast. The way iTunes knows to suggest the podcast to new people is by the ratings and the reviews. That's how we invite new friends to our girls' night. So would you guys do me a huge favor and just take a second to leave a rating and a quick comment about how you like the podcast so far? It would really, really help us get started. And I have to say, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much to those of you who have already left reviews. I cannot even begin to tell you how much it means to me. Thank you guys for taking the time to do that. Friends, thank you so much for joining us for Girls' Night, and I'll see you next week.